Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope that you're having a great week. And if you're listening in real time, it's the middle of December. And wow, does it get crazy. I mean, teachers endure that double whammy because they're trying to accomplish everything on their to-do list, both at home and at school. And at school, it can be rough. I did a podcast about surviving December last week, so check that out if you missed it and need some inspiration. But today I'm really excited because I'm starting a mini-series on something that I am very passionate about, and that is teaching reading skills at a middle school level. Before we get into today's topic, I want to make sure that you know that I always mention at least one freebie in my podcast. In this podcast, I'll be mentioning some that you don't want to miss. I also really want to encourage you to sign up because once you are on my email list, I send out a I make a bunch of freebies and once you're on my list, I send them to you. So you definitely want to be sure to check that out in the show notes. Okay, but let's dig in today to the beginning of our mini-series on teaching reading skills at a middle school level. So, obviously, if you're a middle school language arts teacher, you're going to be teaching reading skills. But I think that means a lot of different things to different people. Um, We're not just having kids read. We're really getting in there with them and really teaching them things because you know, that are very skill-oriented because even though they have hopefully been exposed to it before, they're not held to the same accountability until they get to a middle school level, okay? So we're going to be talking today about plot structure. Plot structure is going to be a definite skill for kids to have in their reading arsenal, okay? We're going to talk about why teach plot, general tips on teaching reading skills in general, um, how to practice with plot structure, some activities you can do with your kids, and I'm finally going to talk about my free plot structure mini lesson. Okay, so as a language arts teacher, it's obvious to teach plot when you teach reading. However, it's so obvious that it's one of those things that teachers might assume kids know already. And I work in a a pretty good district, um, but even I never assume that kids really know something at the level I want them to know it. And like I said, they they might have an exposure, but they don't know the expectations and they don't really understand that this is something that they don't need to just know for a test. It is something that they need to know for good. So I, as with any time that I teach reading skills, I find it imperative to lay it all out and show them exactly what I want them to know. So plot is something that they're going to need not only for reading, but for writing as well. You really can't overteach it. It's, it's one of the first lessons that I teach for the year, and kids know that they need to know it for good. All right, so let's talk about some general tips on how to teach reading skills at this level. 
When you teach reading skills at a middle school level, you are going to want to use consistency with your kids so they know what to expect and what is expected of them. For me, I use a reading workshop model of instruction. I mean, I have a whole series of blog posts and um, podcasts on reading workshop, which you might like to check out. I do want you to know that I adapted my reading workshop from the true model to make it more skills based. So my model might look a little bit different um, than the reading workshop model that you've heard of. All right, let's talk about some general workshop guidelines. When you're doing a reading workshop, um, you want to first, of course, teach your mini lesson, and that should be kept brief, 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, students then go to their workshop time. This is when they work on something in their reading that you taught in the mini lesson. At that time, you begin to conference with kids to check in on their reading and how they're doing with the skills you are teaching. At the end, you have a quick share at the end of class where you meet briefly and share something from their reading, which is most likely based on what you did in the mini lesson. Okay, let's talk about what to include when you're teaching plot structure specifically. So each mini lesson would follow a pattern in this way, students know not only what to expect, but you will have a blueprint for when you begin to create your mini lessons. Okay, so within the mini lesson, you want to do something to connect kids to what you're learning. Here, you're going to link what you've learned to where you're going in the lesson. So for an example, with a plot line structure, you might say, when we last met, we talked about how an author develops a story by getting into setting and conflict. Today, we will discuss how the author continues this with rising action where the character is trying to solve their problem. Okay, so that would be an example of how you would get kids connected from what they learned to what they're doing today. Then you want to explicitly state your teaching objective. Okay, it's really important to just state it right out there for them so that in their language, so that they know what is required of them. So for example, in a plot structure lesson, you could say, today's goal is to understand the components of a plot line and how to recognize them in your reading. All right. The next part of the mini lesson are your strategies. Here, you will give kids a strategy or strategies to meet the objective. For example, as you are reading, be on the lookout for when the main character has tried but failed to solve their problem. This is rising action. Okay, so you might give them actually a few different strategies here, but I'm just trying to give you the hang of it. The next part of your mini lesson is the engagement. This is where you want to show a real life example and then have students practice during the lesson. I use a turn and talk model here so that students can use their skill in a partnership. For example, turn and talk to your partner about a time in your life when you failed to solve a problem this would be considered rising action in a story. 
And lastly, the last component of a mini lesson is the student objective. This is very important. It's where students are given their directions for their workshop time. You want to keep it brief and specific. It's always best to note that students should be doing this every time they read, not just in this lesson. So for example, you would say something like today and every time you are reading a novel, notice when the main character is trying to solve a problem. Today, you will keep a record of this in your reader's notebook for this specific. All right, let's talk about practice with plot structure, some activities that your kids could do. So once kids have learned the skill, or more appropriately, once you have taught the skill, it's time to practice. This is the portion of reading workshop where students go off to work and do something to apply the skill that you taught in the mini lesson to their reading. Be careful here though, we're not trying to kill the skill. You're looking for application, not just a bunch of extra work for your kids to do. So let me give you some examples of what practice should not look like. It should not be random worksheets. That skill and drill style are not conducive to truly learning and applying reading skills. That might work in some other areas of your class, uh, but it does not really apply to reading skills. You don't want to do any unrelated exercises. Kids should be applying it to the reading they're doing now or and or, and or a mentor text. Um, a mentor text, in case you don't know, a short story that is in the same genre as your current unit of study. For example, a short historical fiction story if you're in a historical fiction unit. You do not want your practice to be work that is too long. You don't want your kids doing skill work that takes a long time. You want to get them into their reading. The point of a reading workshop is to start reading, really, okay? And here are some things that I believe practice should look like. So I believe that mentor text work is the way to go. So having a mentor text to refer to throughout a unit is key. You'll want one that is in the same genre and contains skills that you will be teaching. For example, if you're in a realistic fiction unit and are teaching plot, symbolism, theme, dialogue, and internal monologue within that unit, you'll want a short story that does each of these things. It should also be a high interest story. Um, I love the story Stray by Cynthia Ryland for plot structure. Um, I, have a I have kids create a plot line of the story, um, perhaps on sentence strips and working with the partner. And you can break it up so that the work uh, the break up the work so it doesn't suck up the whole period. Again, remember, you want to get kids reading in a reading workshop. I, I know I keep saying that, and I know it sounds very obvious, but I've seen many teachers teach a reading class where kids are barely reading anything on their own. What else should practice look like? Well, reading application. As you progress in the unit and kids are reading novels, have them keep a page in their reading notebook on the plot. Have them fill in the components such as exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, resolution within their notebook. Another good uh, method of practicing is debate. 
something like the climax of the story is really difficult to pinpoint at times. It's difficult for adults. I've seen people in different teacher Facebook groups um, trying to figure out what they all can agree on is the climax of a certain novel. Okay, it's important to remind kids when you come to something like Climax that it's not only the high point of action, but the time when the character's problem begins to be solved. So you would want to have like a nice debate on that and remind them of those components. And lastly, centers. Okay, having kids do centers on a specific skill towards the end of a unit to show what they know and to extend their learning is ideal. It can also help them to prepare for an upcoming assessment. I do have centers for plot structure available in my TPT store, and I'll be sure to link them in my show notes. And lastly, I do want to tell you that I have a free plot structure mini lesson. If you're just getting started and you need help, or you just want something that's at the ready, um, you're in luck because I have a free plot structure mini lesson. It also does cover literary terms. So it's the perfect um, beginning lesson really for any reading unit. So the work's been done for you. There are editable, editable portions of it. So you can change up some of it for your kids. So I, again, I will link that in the show notes. So we talked about why teach plot, general tips on reading skills, what to do and what not to do when you have kids practicing with plot structure and that free plot structure mini lesson. Be sure to tune in next week when we will be continuing our mini series on teaching different aspects of reading that all kids need. Next week, we will be ta uh, talking about teaching character traits. Um, it's chock full of practical ideas, and it's not just, you know, your very basic stuff. It's maybe coming at you from a few different angles that you haven't considered, so you don't want to miss it. I want to take a moment before you go to cordially invite you to my Facebook group. It is really pretty brand new, and the teachers who joined are really positive and engaged and have really good tips. So if you're new, you're going to find it's a great place to get inspiration and ask your questions. And if you are a veteran teacher, I hope that you'll be inspired and I hope that you'll be there to help along a new generation of young teachers. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at all-in-one-middle-school. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.